welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren LaSalle, and I'm a licensed therapist, highly sensitive person, and HSP coach. This bi-weekly podcast is meant for highly sensitive people and their loved ones, as both experiences will be discussed. Thank you for joining me, and let's begin. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Podcast. I'm Lauren, and today's guest is Sophie Charlotte. Sophie Charlotte is a life and equi coach and helps highly sensitive women heal together with her horses, both in Tuscany and online. She's Dutch, has lived in Italy for 12 years, and has switched several careers before finding her sole path of helping other women follow their dreams and believe in themselves as a life coach, and then adding even more depth to her coaching practice by adding horses to the mix. She truly feels at home, both in her personal and her professional life, and loves helping other highly sensitive women feel the same. I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Sophie. I found her story really inspiring, and I hope you do too. Here we go. Hi, Sophie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm excited to talk to you about your experiences. So first, I'm wondering, what was your experience like discovering that you are a highly sensitive person? Well, I think I sort of like was in denial for very long. I actually discovered it, I think, pretty young already, like when I was 17 or something um, from from someone at college, teacher training college. I used to teach English Um, and I was like, yeah, it totally resonates. But then, yeah, but I want to be normal and just push through and be like everyone else and and then crash and burn. And then, oh, yeah, I think I should take this into account. Makes sense. And then, oh, but I want to be like everyone else. And, you know, that was like a pattern of repeat, um, rinse and repeat for so long. And then at some point I was like, I think I should stop doing this and really take my needs into account and really start taking myself seriously uh, instead of trying to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting because it kind of made me reflect on my experience too. And I I mean, I only found out about like five, six years ago, but I remember Mm -hmm. just in high school being like, why is why are certain things so much more difficult for me than other people? Just like keep pushing through. I mean, you got to be able to do it because other people can when that's just not the case. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that also makes us feel very often uh, wrong or, you know, as if we don't fit in or we don't function well. And then when you do really embrace it and find other like minded or, or you know other HSPs and it's like ah so I can be this way and I think that's also when the healing starts and you start pivoting it and like turning it into uh, a superpower you know as I think the both of us have discovered how to do and then help other people with that and I think that's really amazing so that's also why a podcast like this is so important because people need to know I think that's like one of the biggest things like to really discover like and accept and embrace oh yeah I am different it's like 25 or 30 percent of the population um and you know we're the lucky the lucky few Mm -hmm. yeah it really is great getting to connect with other HSPs and I feel Mm -hmm. like there's just kind of this immediate different type of connection just knowing that they kind of 
get you in some ways that other people don't, even if you've never talked to them before. Yes. I think we had that too, right? Because you did a little pre-interview and we just like, I think we even spoke for only 10 minutes, but you have this instant connection because there's no, hey, how are you? And it's superficial. No, because we don't do those things. So it's like, yeah, you know, you, you vibe right away. And I think that's, that's really amazing. And it makes life so much easier um, the moment that you choose to hang out with people like you instead of trying to fit in to this box you know the nine to five and try to be like everyone else and then at home maybe you you come back to yourself but um what I've been able to do over the years is really create a life that suits my needs as an HSP and um I have many friends and there are four horses and two dogs and you know maybe one real human friend and my fantastic partner and that's fine you know I don't need to have loads of colleagues or friends or it's like whoa even the thought of it would be super overwhelming Mm -hmm. definitely yeah I definitely relate to that as well (laughs) so you had told me um, before that you are a high sensation seeking HSP which I have not mentioned on the podcast yet so I'm really excited that you're here to talk about that Um, so what does that mean and how does that apply to you and what makes that different than non- HSS HSPs right yeah and you know to start with I hate labels and so I think that's also part of why I for a very long time and I think many HSPs have that like I don't want to be put in a box and um but you know once you do feel okay I belong to that sort of like description or like it's a trait then it's like okay it makes life easier uh and many highly sensitive people are you know, were maybe called shy or very, and usually are very introverted and are very, um, like, really, like, very little stimulation. And it's, and it's hard for me to, to talk about this because I have that too. And I'm also very extroverted and I love uh, high sensations, which means that I'm a highly excitable person. So I'm, I thrive on challenges For example, my uh, online coaching program uh, is also called Take the Leap because I love taking leaps. Um, I love, uh, you know, following my dreams and really going for great adventures and not knowing how it's going to turn out. And and the adrenaline thrill of that really makes me feel alive. And I also need to, uh, you know, have a lot of downtime and and time to myself and then regain and... um, and and yeah so I, and and I'm introverted in when I'm very uh, overstimulated so then I'm like okay I can't deal with a lot of people but I love getting on stage on stage like I used to be a teacher it was you know amazing to be in front of all the, all of these kids but then maybe the staff room would be overwhelming and I'd be like you know no too much and and mm, I wouldn't want to say it adds an extra difficulty to being uh, being an HSP, but it sometimes does make you f- feel as if like, yeah, but I do need the stimulation, but I also need the non-stimulation. So it's like <laughs> schizophrenic kind of traits, but it, it's not, I mean, that that's just to, to make it into a little joke, but it's, um, it is important to honor both sides, you know, the adventure and maybe the travel, doing new things and yes, getting on stage and being extroverted and also having the downtime and uh, 
Yeah. So, so it used to be a roller coaster. I used to uh, suffer from anxiety. I really had anxiety disorder, took medications for that. Uh, and I think it was very much because of that, like not being able to honor both sides and also maybe not really understanding, like, how does this work? Like the one moment you're like, let's go to a rock festival. You're completely feel at home. And then the next day is like, oh, my God, that's too much. I want to be in nature and not see anyone. But then, you know, it's just about embracing all parts of yourself. And, and in, at some point I've been able to and uh, and now it's great because I work as a coach um, and, you know, I love doing videos and, and working with groups, small groups, but I think it helps. And, and people say they like my energy. And so, yeah, so I've yeah, been able to align everything. And now, hey, this is me. And uh, yes, I'm a high sensation, highly sensitive person. Well, look at that. And I imagine it took some time to kind of figure out the balance between those two things and really accepting that you need both and you also need both kind of in moderation, I guess. Yes. Yes. And also allow myself to go to the extremes um, because I do sometimes need to hit my head or I do sometimes like to really well now I've 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 become old and wise no but like now living in nature is like you know I don't even want to go and go clubbing or whatever but I used to love that as well and then my Sunday would be a walk in nature right and and really not meet anyone else so yeah it's really about giving yourself permission to be um at both ends of the of the spectrum and not feel weird or different or judge yourself for it yeah mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to hear your story about moving to Italy and what impact that made on your life. I know a little bit about it from posts that I've seen you make, but it sounds like it really made a huge difference. It, it was life changing because um, I'm Dutch. I'm from the Netherlands and that culture is beautiful and everything works perfectly. And, you know, I think it has to do with my high sensation seeking side. It's so perfect and so predictable that I was like, is this all there is? And every time that we went on holiday to Italy, I felt alive. I was like, I'm home. People are loud or they're very expressive. You know, I see as I see myself on the video, I'm moving my hands very much in Holland. That's like, that's weird. You know, just speak and be clear. And, you know, but I, I am this. I am love. I'm expression. I'm um creativity and warmth and you know northern european countries usually are a bit more you know okay great let's organize everything and then be happy whereas here it's like well you know let's just do nothing for an entire sunday and hang out with family and, and drink wine and la dolce vita right so the, the the sweet life um and so so many things about the culture here resonated with me um yeah i just really felt at home so um I was teaching at a secondary school I was teaching English and I was in this relationship and I had my home and it was like you know the perfect picket fence life this is one of my dogs um and I was bored out of my wits and that was also the period in which I had uh anxiety disorder and I really felt like okay so this is what my life is going to look like it's you know maybe at some point you'll have children or it's like but for the rest and I was like what I felt there was so much more out there for me and um, so I asked myself after breaking up with this person whom I'd been with for six years 
uh, what do you really want, Sophie? I really ask myself that, and I still ask myself that, maybe on a daily basis. And my little, the little voice in my head said, Italy. And I was like, okay, you know, so save money, um, made sure I could come back to my job if I had to. And then a year later, I uh, was going to be here for six months and uh, in August is going to be 12 years. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And the most amazing thing was that because I followed my dream and really, you know, lived in alignment with my true self. I was able to stop taking medication for the anxiety disorder. Mm. And that, I mean, every time I say it or write it or share it, like it gives me goosebumps now because it's so big. Because I mean, for the people who suffer from anxiety, like really having an, a, a disorder, it meant that for seven years I was like stuck in my head and I had to take medication to function. And I judged myself for that. So doing this, it was such a big gift. And I actually gifted myself stopping taking the medication on my second birthday here because I took time. I was like, okay, I feel really great, but let's see. And then, yeah, and I've never gone back. Um, of course, anxiety or self-doubt or whatever overwhelm comes, but I now have this baseline because I've come back to myself mm. um, and that's also what drives me uh, in helping the women that I work with whom you know very many of them have the dream of moving to Italy or have moved here in the meantime just to like really honor that and because your life is and it's not Italy it's because you honor your dream you're like okay yes this is really what I want to do I feel great here I give myself permission to do this and then everything else falls into place mm -hmm. so what was that like for you kind of realizing what I think I need is this really big change? Yeah, well, many people said, I'm so proud of you for doing this. This is so cool, you know, and I'm like, it would be so hard for me to stay. It's like it would be a, a, a feat or how do you say that? It would be hard. Um, it would be an accomplishment had I been able to stay. Because I was going against myself, staying there, doing, you know, the nine to five, the picket fence, every, every, it was just, it was not me. So, and then many people often, you know, when I talk to them about moving here, it's very often an escape thing. And for me, it wasn't escape. It was going back home, really. And I think that's really important because otherwise you're going to keep on escaping and, and look for other things. So that's also why it's very important to first have this solid base within yourself and then because you can move to Italy or to the Bahamas or to wherever to the moon but you're going to take yourself with you so um, you know after six months a year of living in this new place your old patterns your old triggers your old things are going to come back and you know so how are you going to deal with those and so yeah that's that's really important mm-hmm I love that. I love that you really took the time to check in with yourself, see what you needed, and then you just went for it. And it sounds like you've never looked back. No. And that's also become my only way how to live life. And so I've taken many other leaps. Like after I lived in Florence for eight years and then uh, a year um I met my partner and then he was like, let's go and move into the countryside. And I'm like, are you crazy? I'm going to leave my Florence. And then I thought about it more and we did move into the countryside and it was the best decision I've ever made 
And from there, we moved here where we're now. And then I saw uh, equine assisted coaching pop up, which had been a vision of mine when I started my coaching business, which was also a big leap because I went from teaching English and writing for a blog to coaching people at 28. And I was like, oh, but maybe I'm too young. I should have the ripe and wise age of 50 before I can even help people. And it's like, okay, that's bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that on the podcast, but it was. And, and so I was like, okay, what am I going to do? And I trained in Rome in Italian, which was super big, to become a life coach. And then when I started out, I had this vision of myself sitting in a field with women and horses. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then when we moved here, I saw this, this post of a, of a lady Dutch lady I know here in in Tuscany who had done this equine assisted coaching session I was like there it is that's what I saw and I went to do it myself and it was so incredibly deeply transformational and healing it it lasted only 10 minutes but I was like crying my eyes out leaning on this horse it's all groundwork and I was like this is it this is like the deepening to this work and you know, that's been another leap. And I have four horses here <laughs> in my garden, basically. And I changed careers. And it's it's just every time, what do I need? What do I want? And really honoring that all the time in my life is pretty miraculous. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Because it's scary. But it always um, it turns out right because I'm honoring that nudge and, you know, the universe is really, you know, helping us when we dare to take the leap. Mm -hmm. I love how everything just kind of fell into place once you really acknowledged what you needed. Yeah. And from there, it just kind of kept going. Yes. That's great. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit more about um, your coaching work that you do? Yes. Uh, Do you have an entire day? (laughs) I just, I love it so much because what's so beautiful about horses is that they're very Um, sensitive creatures so it's like perfect for highly sensitive women as clients but also for me as a coach because um, they sense where you are misaligned so when you come into the field first I always do an exit like a grounding exercise meditation because I always say like it's like you're going into church so I want you to bring a calm and respectful energy because you know they're your healers and then the most amazing things happen that, you know, maybe one of my uh, foals, I have, I have three actually, one, one filly and, and two boys and their mom, so they're a small family, and maybe one of them will start nudging you or will put their, their nose on your heart or maybe the mom walks off. And these kinds of behaviors then give me an indication of like, oh, hey, there's something going on there. So uh, let's say um, the, 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 the filly keeps on moving, like keeps on nudging and pushing you out of balance so that you, you know, have to take a step to the left. Otherwise, she's going to stand on your feet. Right. So she's pushing you, pushing you out of your way. So then a question for me would be, so how are you getting into your own way in life? And that might be the start. And then maybe something from the past comes up where you're like, oh, yeah, that really is really blocking me. It's really holding me back. And then it's always always has to do with past childhood experiences. And we go and meet the little girl and see, you know, what's 
really there. And when you see it and, you know, everybody always cries and, and, and the tears come, then maybe another horse shows up and comes to comfort you just standing there. And it's, I'm speechless, speechless every time and you can't make this stuff up. It's like, what, how do they know? And uh, it's, it's, it's awe-inspiring. And it's, it's really, I think for everyone, it's really helpful, for it, especially, but especially for highly sensitive people because you really feel seen, accepted, and you, know, you can just really be who you are in their loving, unconditional, accepting energy. And that's you know, what we, I mean, you're a therapist as well. That's what we try to bring our clients and they do it in such a way that is it's soul stirring and and it's really such deep healing work that even one session can already bring about you know so much and uh and and people so usually need a few days to recalibrate because your nervous system gets turned upside down and and the, and you know it's it's just like that's why I say do you have a day because it's I can't stop talking about it it's so amazing it sounds amazing. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to come visit you and like experience. Yeah. yeah. I also offer them online, which you know, people are like, what does that work? But it does because your energy, you know, I use my phone is there and they behave in a different way. I'm like, okay, what's going on there? You know? Um, so that's really cool that it's possible to do it online, but I'm sure there are many uh, equine assisted therapists or coaches where you are because like, many more people are discovering this. So if you have the chance to to experience it, please do because it's really incredible. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it. Oh, I love that so much. That's such great work. I mean, it just must feel so great and rewarding to be able to do what you really want to do and to be helping people at the same time. I mean, that I guess that's what I do too. Yeah. Now that I think about right? it, but it, it's just so great when everything kind of just lines up. Yeah. And it requires courage people to do that because you're like, okay, how's this going to work out? How am I going to pay my bills? I'm, but it's when you feel the nudge, follow it because God, the universe source, whatever you call it is, I believe that we all come here with a mission, a role, a purpose. And when you fulfill that, then everything starts flowing. And it's usually the thing that scares like the shit out of you because that's where you are really called to serve um so for everyone who's listening and they're like oh yeah I think I know what she's talking about please like do yourself and and the universe and and the people that are needing you a favor and go and write that book and start that coaching training and paint that picture because we need that work you know Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really passionate about that because I really feel that it clicked so much when I started saying yes and kept saying yes it's just like you know life gets really interesting awesome so if people want to connect with you online how can they do that I have a website which is www.lifecoachsophie.com I'm on Instagram Sophie Charlotte Coach and on Facebook uh, I have a really cool Facebook group which is called The Wild Woman um and then I have my page life and equi coach Sophie many things <laughs> awesome yeah and I'll put links to all of those in the description too so people can 
connect with you more easily. Thank you. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really loved hearing about your story and it's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I can see that you're all, you know, exhilarated. So I'm, I'm happy. It's uh, it's really amazing. So thank you so much, Lauren. And, and thank you for the beautiful work that you do and, you know, informing people about this beautiful trade. <laughs>